Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real Estate with Axe, San Diego's premier podcast, keeping you up to date with all things relating to the San Diego real estate market, from interest rates to interviews with locals and everything in between. Welcome back, everybody. It's Matt Axelson. It's the Real Estate with Axe podcast, season two, episode one. Look at us. Who would have thought we would have made it to season two? Welcome to 2024. We're recording this live, 10.30 a.m., January 3rd. It's a Wednesday. I hope whenever you're listening to this, you are feeling great, whether it's morning, afternoon, evening, whenever. Uh, today's episode is a little bit uh, kind of a throwback to what we what we started out with. So we're interviewing our friend, our go-to lender, Jeff Stewart of California Coastal Loans. He's going to be talking to us about seller financing, the flexibility of it all, uh, not only for the seller, but also for the buyer, uh, ways to get around having bad credit in order to purchase a home, all sorts of different things, uh, as well as a couple case studies that we reference. Uh, so we're going to jump right into that. And then next week, I think we're going to be speaking about the uh, really the cost of not buying a home in 2024. So that'll be next week. I hope you guys enjoy uh, this conversation with Jeff. He's a great guy and full of information. If you want to chat with him, get pre-approved, understand a little bit more about uh, you know financing in general as it relates to real estate, send me a message. I'm happy to connect, connect you with him. Or just Google search Jeff Stewart, California Coastal Loans. I'm sure you'll find him. He's a great guy and will help you in any way that he can. All right, let's jump into it. We're here with my man, Jeff Stewart, lender over at California Coastal Loans. You know my go-to guy. I always bring him up in in all of these different episodes. We have him live in the moment, uh, and we're going to discuss seller financing. We've been chatting uh, the last couple episodes around home affordability um, for many of us out there, it's it's tough to kind of understand home affordability and how you can even get to a point of potentially affording a house here in San Diego. Uh, but there are so many different workarounds that many of us don't know. Jeff is actually one of the people who really kind of uh, did a deep dive for me in relation to seller financing. And, uh, and he's been able to utilize it in different ways. And so he actually has a case study he's going to tell us about real quick um, up in North County, uh, San Diego, that he uh, utilized seller financing for. So that said, let me hand it over to you, Jeff. You take it. Yeah, thanks for the intro, Alex. That was awesome. Um, so yeah, that case study, I was pretty surprised that the first house that I ever like truly tried to seller finance, the seller said, okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, which I'm sure most people out there are going, there's no way, you know, you can call someone up um, or you could call on their behalf and actually put together a deal where someone's willing to finance their entire house. Um, and I was pretty shocked to be honest too. A friend of mine told me it was possible. I gave it a shot and it worked. So, um, you That's know, incredible. there's, there's you, some things that go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's incredible. So with your conversation, did you just you just cold call this person? Yeah. So their house was actually listed on Zillow. Um, and then they pulled the listing. And I didn't really know why at the time, but it was a cool house. It had uh, four bedrooms on the top and then a little studio apartment below. 
So it was a cool duplex kind of setup, and I saw that it was pulled off market and figured, well, let's find out why, and I wonder if they're still going to sell it. So, yeah, cold called them, pulled the, uh, the what you call it, used true people search and pulled their info and just called them from there. Incredible. So, uh, so then when you call this person, did they have any idea what seller financing was? Did you have to kind of talk them through, you know, what you were potentially projecting for them or, or, you know, how did that conversation go? Yeah. So luckily the one seller had done a seller finance deal 40 years prior. So when he was in his twenties, someone gave him a shot on a seller finance deal, but the, uh, spouse had no idea what it was, how it worked. And that's actually who I talked to. So she said, I don't know, this sounds kind of crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Um, I have another party involved. I need to talk to them first. And so, you know, I just presented all the facts, presented how I wanted to structure it and said, okay, well, I'll follow up with you tomorrow. And, you know, we can come up with a game plan and see how that's going to work out for you. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So I've actually heard from people that I've, I've read things about or watched online where they've, they've kind of just like thrown it to the seller to present terms, but that's the way you just kind of uh, described it to me makes a little bit more sense because especially if you're the person you're talking to on the other end, maybe they don't know where rates currently are. Maybe they don't know, uh, you know, the, the structure of a seller financing deal. So for you to kind of present your terms as to like, Hey, this is what I can do right? Like I'm presenting mm -hmm. a solution to the seller because they couldn't sell their house, right? They had to take it off. Mm -hmm. the and so you presented terms and said, Hey, this is what I can do. I'm basically, I'm a, I'm a solution to your pain point and go ahead and discuss it with your partner and see if, you know, it can make sense for you guys. Exactly. And, you know, they weren't super happy with a lot of the terms at first, you know, I was asking for, I think 10 years, um, a 10 year balloon with, I want to say $10,000 down on a $865,000 house. So shockingly, they weren't, you know, chomping at the bit to what? accept that. <laughs> but, you know, we ended up settling on, uh, I believe it's 20, it was $20,000 down with a two year balloon payment. So they wanted a shorter timeline. I think that's what I've seen um, be pretty common with most sellers when they are going to do a seller seller finance deal is that they want it under a short timeline. They want the money relatively quickly. They're willing to wait. But if you go to them and say, hey, in 30 years, you know, I'll give you your money. They're not going to take that. So the key is having that short timeline. Yeah, that makes sense. Because effectively, if you're if you're giving a long term timeline, like what you described earlier, you're taking on almost no risk, right? And the seller is just is yep. just hoping that eventually you do what you're supposed to do down the road, right? You actually do end up uh, buying the house outright. The um, yep, it's interesting because yeah, that's what you said makes a whole lot of sense. Because from every seller financing deal that I've been a part of, um, no one's entertained anything longer than three years. Um, before that yep. payment. So at least in my experience. So most of them have been uh, between 18 months to about 36 months. And yeah. uh, and the deposit also needs to be somewhat substantial. You know, it's it from, yeah. from at least from my experience. I know some of them, you know, you can squeak in and, and get in there, maybe depending on market, you know, so depending on maybe the yeah. area and, and kind of the demand 
uh, in your. And I think the 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 plans that you have for the property too, because I think it's one thing if you go to the seller and you say, "Hey, I want to put five thousand dollars down, and I'm going to live in it for two years, and you know I'll refinance." But there's no plan to renovate the property. There's no exit strategy. It's just, "Hey, can you help me out here?" Yeah. Versus if you said, "Hey." I want to show that I have some skin in the game. So mm-hmm. I'll put $5,000 down. I know it's not a lot, but the reason why I'm only doing five is because I plan on putting $50,000 towards upgrading the property. Mm-hmm. The worst case scenario, not only are you walking away with my five grand, if I, for whatever reason, can't perform, which I don't see being the case, given I have good credit, yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, if that were to happen on top of the five grand, you're going to have a property that's in better condition than when you left it right now. So I'm going to put 50 grand towards the repairs. Here's what I plan to do. Here's my you know track record of what I've worked on. Even if you have no track record, right? I'm sure you can come up with something that you've worked on in the past. For me, it was you know, power washing fences and helping my dad with random contractor gigs that he had, you know, but if you can show that you you know are serious and and motivated to work on the property and actually upgrade it a lot of the times that's enough the money is less important definitely i think you can kind of pull at the heartstrings with a lot of these people too kind of like what you're describing mm-hmm. where it's like you know if you're if your thought process is that you're going to basically come in and like scrape the house and rebuild that might not be the best approach to to yeah. keep, right <laughs> um but if it's something if it's something where you know i ha- we we actually have some some clients together i won't i won't mention their names but uh there are a couple yeah. here locally in pacific beach where seller financing probably would be a great dynamic for them Right. Where it's like mm-hmm. they don't have a ton of cash reserves, but uh, but they have great credit and and, you know, and they, they know the neighborhood and they loved that particular property. And and I think yep. that would have been something uh, for them that might have, you know, given them an extra shot, you know, to kind of detail to the beneficiaries or the people that were on that sales side. Hey, guys, this is our plan. You know, this is how much the house means yep. to us, blah, 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 blah like basically what you're saying where it's like, Hey, you know, if this all doesn't work out, we're pouring our energy and effort and, uh, and dollars back into the property. And so if it all, you know, goes up, you still are able to take this back and we just improved the home and, and it was done in a yeah. fashion. Right. I like what you're saying on that. And I think the key is if you're scrapping the house, like you described, why would someone take that risk as a seller? Because what happens when you don't have the money? What happens when it doesn't actually pan out? What are they left with? Well, in that case, they're left with a pile of dirt and a property that's worth 25% of what it was worth before. That's not a good risk. No one's going to want to take on that risk unless you're putting up hundreds of thousands like you're describing. Yep. Um, but if it's, hey, I'm doing cosmetic upgrades. Mm-hmm. So you're going to keep the property exactly like it is, but you're doing cosmetic things. You might be bringing in new appliances. Uh, you might be replacing some things that need replacing. There's not really all that much risk aside from time and maybe a little bit of capital and the you know potential for a lawsuit, which right. is great on the you know side of a seller. But that's worth the risk of maybe a higher purchase price for them, right? If, if they're going to go on the market and get 800, but you're going to give them 850 
and you're giving them 50 grand more than what it's worth. And on top of that, you're going to renovate it. All right. Worst case now, instead of 800, it's worth 825 when they take it back to market. So they come out ahead. So it's always about building a situation where they come out ahead, whether you perform or don't perform. Spot on. I I think we uh, we were actually chatting yesterday because there's a property that I'm trying to get under contract for a client of mine in a seller financing deal in Pacific Beach. And and I spoke to that person yesterday. And oftentimes it's uh, I, I don't know if you've seen this as as a, as a different thing. But for me, it's like if it's a typical seller and and you're calling about a property and you're maybe it's like a for sale by owner or it's an expired or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. there's a little bit less, uh, workability. I don't know if that makes sense in terms of the conversation where it's, yeah. it's kind of like cut and dry, but when you're approaching the seller financing conversations and the, the ones that I've had, it's almost like a multi-step process. Like you're not going to get, yes. you're not going to get the approve the yes or no really on, on day one, you're going to get like, Hmm, you know, and then. And then, you know, kind of continuing that almost like trust building too, right? It's uh, yes. you're, because you're not backed by somebody. There's no bank behind you. Or there's no entity mm-hmm. behind you that's backing you or support or supporting you or giving you like a sense of, um, I don't know, professionalism uh, in your perception to the seller. And so mm-hmm. it's, um, I think, also really presenting the concept of like, we talked about obviously like the tax deferment and the, and the the benefits there on that side, but also like, you know, if you're somebody who, um, you know, God willing, you're around for the next few years, you know, you're not in your last couple, last couple years of, of life or whatever. It's like, this could actually be something that's incredibly beneficial where, like you mentioned on the price point, this property was recently pulled off the market, similar dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's a little over $2 million. And, and that home the way it sits now, because it's a small home on a larger lot, it's not worth that number. And so what we talked about was, you know, this property won't be able to get approved for conventional financing. And so this really is the best scenario for both of us, right? It's like, I know my client can really succeed with this property if they're able to get it under contract. So on that side, it's going to be a win. But then also for you, let's say it's listed at at 2.2 million for instance, and no one's no one's you know jumping at it. We can get you that two point two million, and you're also going to get a higher number than that because you're getting an interest only payment. Because that's what that's what we projected to the yep. seller is an interest only payment for uh, eighteen months to twenty four months, and then balloon payment of the balance at the end, where it's like it's actually going to be close to a two four purchase price. Oh, if you're if you're yep. willing to wait for two years, right? You might get uh, yep. seven hundred grand up front. And then, you know, the remainder of that, that balloon payment um, on the back end, that 1.5. But during those two years, you got 90,000 each year, strictly interest, interest only payments, um, you know, that didn't work off that principle. So it's, so anyway, so it's, it can be a huge win to both sides if you're able to be patient, I guess, on both sides. Yep. And flexible. You have to be flexible. You can't go in with hey, here's my terms. I'm doing 10% down and two years and that's it. It's always going to be this kind of game of cat and mouse, (laughs) right? Where it's going to go back and forth a little bit. So you have to be ready and you can't present your best situation on the first go, right? If your worst case scenario that you can accept is 5% down 
and I don't know, let's call it a, a five-year term, you can't come in saying, hey, I'm going to give you five years and 5% down. You need to come in with 10 years and uh, you know 1% down or something and then slowly whittle your way to where you want to be because if you show all your cards right off the bat, they're going to come back and push back on it. Exactly. So. It's almost like what you're describing is is a win, right? The like whatever that number is in your head, it's like five percent down in five years is what you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Well, then present like way worse, right? And then get yourself, you yep. know, back to that that perfect thing, like what you're describing. Um, yep. Couple quick things to touch on. You already mentioned one of them. Like you found this house on Zillow, just like I did, right? Like yep. this home was listed. Yep. Um, this is not something you that is only an off market situation. Um, just in the yep. the the ways that you described your case study as well as mine, is it benefited us as buyers or at representing clients on the buy side because the property came off market? So it showed some weakness mm -hmm. on the seller side. So that's why we referenced that. Um, yep. And also just a, a, a lack of being able to sell it, right? Because of the price point that it was at. Yep. Um, and then is there any sort of like minimum amount of money that you need to do this, Jeff? Or is it kind of... Is each scenario different? I think each scenario is different, but at the same time, you do need some money saved up. Like it's not realistic to come in and say, hey, I'm going to put nothing down. You're going to finance the whole thing and you're going to finance it for 30 years and it's going to be great for me and it's going to suck for you. Um, so, you know, you have to be ready to, to save up, you know, 20, 50, maybe 100 grand, if not more. Mm -hmm. um, to be able to do this, it's not necessarily a, oh, this fixes every, you know, potential snag that I would have if I were to go and get a FHA or a conventional loan. So, um, but, but it is, is a good, good option for people. Yeah. Yeah. Great workaround. A lot of the times you can get lower on the down payment than you typically otherwise would. Mm -hmm. And you can also get flexible if you maybe had some bad credit in the past, right? If you had some challenges where, um, maybe someone's willing to work with you because they understand your situation and you can explain, Hey, I had a bankruptcy, you know, a year ago, but here's why, here's what happened. Here's what I'm doing differently. Whereas a bank, you know, isn't going to view it as favorably. They're not going to be as flexible. So it just makes it a lot more flexible. Yeah. that's a great way to put it. I, I think the, the, the biggest pro maybe in the moment of, of my thought process for the buyer is if you have banged up credit. Like this is that work. Mm -hmm. So if like, if you do have the cash reserves, like you mentioned, um, and you have just for whatever reason, something happened to you where your credit's not in the best light today, like this is a great scenario because you can still be yep. cash, cash rich, right. And still be able to sure. uh, make these scenarios happen rather than kind of being stuck on the sidelines. If a bank wouldn't support you in that moment or taking on some 100%. hard money at, you know, 9% or whatever the number would be. Right. Yeah. Seriously. So, well, dude, thank you so much. We appreciate you. You're obviously, you're my go-to lender. You're my guy. Everybody go to Jeff Stewart's Instagram, go to California Coastal Loan. Thank you. Pick up Jeff Stewart. Services anywhere in California. He's your man. He'll be back on in the next few weeks, but um, but he's our, he's our go-to for any questions relating to financing. So thank you, sir. Thank you, Matt. This is awesome. <laughs> All right, brother. Enjoy your day. I'll, I'll give you a shout later. All right. All right. Later, Jeff.